to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. to prevail the Lord will hold him in his own hand like a crown of glory in the name of Jesus begin to pray speak begin to pray for the prophet begin to pray for your pastor my pastor begin to pray for him that the Lord will keep him the Lord will preserve him the Lord will protect him the Lord will shield him the hand of God will be upon him. Like he said of Job, the enemy will see and he will make a confession and say, have you not built a hedge around prophet Dark? Have you not built a hedge around him and about everything that concerns him in the name of Jesus? Speak a word of blessing. Speak a word of divine covering, protection for him. The heavenly covering, the heavenly protection, heavenly covering, let it be upon him in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus will answer for him concerning every persecution, every word of lies, every word that is stabbed and poised against him, every weapon of the enemy, the weapon of lies, the weapon of deception, the weapon of deformation. May the Lord lift up a standard against every foul spirit that is risen up against him in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit the prophet into your hands. We pray for your covering. We pray Lord, let it fame go abroad. Father, for every evil word that has gone on social media, Lord, transforming into the fame of the prophet. In the name of Jesus, Father, lift up your messenger upon your own hand, O God. Lift him up in your own right hand, like a crown of glory. In the name of Jesus, let his glory blind world leaders. In the name of Jesus, let him take the torch. Let him go with the gospel. Let him go with the message. Let him go to the end of the world according to your commission. Oh Lord Jesus pave way for him. Let the church take a step forward. Let the church triumph. Let the church move forward in the name of Jesus. Let the gospel, the message reach the ends of the world according to your heart, according to your will, according to your desires. We thank you Lord for such a great messenger that you have given us in our time. We are privileged to be called children of this great messenger. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for planting us in this great church. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wonderful. All right. Well, it's a good place to clap for the Lord, for what he has done for us, for choosing such a messenger for us. And we are honored to be called his children. Please be seated as I complete my announcement. Clap your hands for the Lord for what he has done for us. Amen. Well, we want to share the word of God for the time that we have. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful 
We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come in your presence to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that the light of the word will come into our hearts and shine. And Lord, let it drive every darkness that is in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we avail ourselves. Fill me as a vessel. Touch our hearts. Make our hearts receptive to your word this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please clap your hands together for the Lord and be seated. So today, Anna, your prophet Sunday, we put a pause to our series of messages on backsliding, and we want to share about Anna, Anna relationships, Anna relationships, and I'm sharing from the prophet's book, Those Who Anna You, by Dagwood Mills, Those Who Anna You, Hallelujah. And I'm sharing from chapter one. Anna relationships. Anna relationships. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 7. It says, render therefore, Romans 13 and verse 7, yes. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Hallelujah. Amen. The NIV says, give to everyone that you owe. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. How many of you pay taxes in this land? You are doing the right thing. It says, if you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Hallelujah. See, so here the Bible is listing things that potentially we can owe. That we owe people. And one of the things that we owe people is honor. That if you owe someone honor, then honor. Hallelujah. Give the person the honor. Amen. So honor is paid to one who is due it. That means that we owe certain people honor. Amen. Giving honor is a biblical command. You are expected to give honor to whom honor is due. Hallelujah. It is not a choice. It is a commandment. God says we must give honor when someone is due honor from us. We ought to give honor. Hallelujah. So not everyone is due honor. Not everyone is due honor. Do you owe taxes to everyone? It's the government that you owe taxes to. It's not everyone that you owe taxes to. So the one that you owe, it is rightful for you as a Christian to pay. So, Anna, if it's due someone, you ought to pay Anna. Amen. He says, some people are due Anna and must be given their due Anna. If you do not give Anna to whom Anna is due, you will never have the right relationship 
with certain people. You know, if you owe taxes and you don't owe the you don't pay the government, you will not have a nice relationship with the government. You may not like the government where he would like to place you. So when you are, when someone is due honor and you don't pay, you sour the relationship. You do not make the relationship nice. Amen. Great relationships flourish when honor is given where it is due. Therefore, no honor, no relationship, or no great relationships. Amen. You know, there are certain group of people who do not have value for honor. There are certain people who do not have value for honor. When a great person is amongst them, they don't honor or they don't even bother to honor him or honor her. There's a certain group of people like that. They come from a certain place in a country which, whose name begins with a G. When a great person is amongst them, they don't give honor. They don't honor the person. If you look at our prophet, for instance, what the grace of God has allowed him to do. If you look at the things that by the grace of God he has been able to do. Look at the worldwide ministry that he has been able to build. International, a real international church. I mean, people say they have international church. But a real international church where it's all over the continent. Different places. Are you listening to me? The churches. The number of pastors that has been born out of this ministry. The prestigious Anakazo campus. I mean, look at these things. This massive evangelistic crusade. Multi-million evangelistic crusade. From one person. Look at the books. Messages. Blessing pastors. Not only in the UD... But worldwide, recently I was listening to someone who was preaching from one of Bishop's books. I mean, he will not say his book written by, as I'm sharing with you, I introduced the book that I'm sharing from. But I was looking in the book and everything, point by point, word by word, everything. And the people were being blessed. Today he was announcing how he's going to give the books to all the children for free. So you see, if you see this, you, you, you should be able to identify that there's something great about this person. There is some divine wisdom upon a person like this. And a person like this, in a country where he lives, you know, ought to be made like a statesman, something with a high order, that he will be an advisor to the government or an advisor to some leaders, but they will not honor him. They will not because there are certain group of people, they don't have honor. They don't value. When God places a special gift upon someone, they don't value. In the same place, if you are, you, they find a child, you know, they find a child because I heard of a child, some young boy who built a car. Built a car, put car parts together. You know, he has nothing. He has some maybe clay and glue and 
whatever he had and put these things together and the car was actually starting and running. You see? So it's, it's a place like this. If the child, even the father, the parents, the mother sees him doing this, hey, go and take a shower, go and bath your dirty hair and stop this thing and then they will kick the car that he's building, throw it out and put it somewhere. No value to see that there's a great thing in this child. No value. Look at your dirty head. Go and go and go and take a shower. You stinking. Then they insult you. You see? And this child, they say he'll go and hide somewhere. He doesn't want people to disturb him and then cracking his brain. But in other places, they will see something great. They will see something great. Are you listening to me? And I believe that is wrong. That is why honoring ought to be taught. That is why you have to be taught how to honor. You have to be taught the importance of honor. Are you listening to me? Yes. Honor is important in all relationships. But honor is critical in certain relationships. Anna is not important in your relationship with your friends. It's not important in your relationship with your cousins. Anna is not important in your relationship with acquaintances and your schoolmates. However, Anna is very important in your relationship with God. Anna is very important in your relationship with your heavenly father. Anna is very important in your relationship with the son of God. Anna is important. Anna is important in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Anna is important in your relationship with your husband and all such authority figures. Amen. So, I want to go through some few relationships that deserve Anna. Number one, Anna the Father and it will give life to your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Honor the father and it will give life to your relationship with your heavenly father. Proverbs 3 and verse 9, it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Are you listening? Honor who? Honor the Lord. With your substance, I want you to pay attention and listen because you are going to be blessed. It's going to change your attitude towards honor and ultimately you'll be blessed. He says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy bonds be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Do you understand what is substance? Something substantial. Something that is costly. Honor the Lord with your substance. Is money substance? Yes. Doesn't it cost you? Does God need your money? Do you think God needs our money? Do you think God is poor? And needs your assistance? No. 
Do you think God needs you to feed him? But the scripture says, honor the Lord with thy substance. You see, because we have a notion that we give to someone who doesn't have. If someone is rich, why do you have to give him something? If someone has, why do you have to give to him? We don't honor out of need. We don't give because the person needs it. That is not honor. You give something to someone because of how much value you place on the person. That is all. It's because of the value that you have for the person. That is why you give something of value to show that I value what is in you. I value what you mean to me. I value what you do for me. I value what you are to me. That is honor. You are not giving because, oh, but he makes so much money. Who makes more money than, look at the scripture in Psalm 50. Psalm 50. Psalm 50. Psalm 50 verse 10. Oh, but you know how much money he makes. Why should we collect and give to this person? Why should we do this? Why should we do this? Honor the Lord with thy substance. Psalm 50, verse 10. Psalm 50, and verse 10. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine. This is God. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine. And the cattle upon a thousand hills. If you take thousand hills, all the cattle on them, it says, they are mine. I know all the fowls of the mountains. Do you know the fowls of the mountain? Do you have even all the fowls in the mountain? Mount, what mountain do you know? Mountain of Fajato. That's the only mountain that I know. Do you own those, those fowls, those bears that fly on those mountains? But God is saying that I know all the fowls of the mountain and the wild beasts of the fields, they are all mine. You don't even have one. He says, on the, and the wild beasts of the fields are all mine. And then listen, he says, if I were hungry, I would not tell thee. You are not the one that I would tell if I was hungry. Are you listening? If I needed to buy a suit, you are not the one I would tell. If I need a tie, you are not the one I would tell. He says, I own all of this. Yet, he says, he says, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. So why does he ask for you to still honor him with your little substance? With your little are you listening to me? So, Anna is not done because a person needs it. You want the pastor to look mobile, sad, you know, and every time he comes, when he lifts his shoe, the, there's a, the front is falling. And then you hear, Pah! then he moves. So, that you hear the fact, Bishop talks about the times when he used, was in London and his shoe was like that. He said, he goes to the stage like this. Because if he lifts his foot then the shoe you can see you want to see the pastor like that before you honor eric are you listening to me 
1 Samuel 2 and verse 30. He says, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me. Why? For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Wow. Your lack of honor of God, he says you will be lightly esteemed. To be lightly esteemed is you will not be regarded. You are like a non-entity. You are like a nobody to God. You are lightly esteemed. Your prayers don't mean anything to him. Your needs don't mean anything to him. You are non-existent. The lack of honor. Honor is an important thing for every Christian to know about. Honor is very important in your relationship with God. Amen. God is the creator of the heaven and the earth and he expects us to honor him. He expects to be honored. If you honor him, he will honor you. God does not take this honor lightly. He doesn't entertain people who are who dishonor. This honoring God is a very dangerous thing. Say amen. So God looks at honor that you give to him and that you give to others in a relationship. God looks at that. God pays attention to that in relation to the honor that you give to him. He looks at how you give honor to others compared to him. He wants to be the most honored and most valued person in your life. If you honor and value anyone more than you honor God, he will react to it and you will not like the reaction. I tell you, if you honor anything more than you honor God, you see God's reaction. He will react to it. Hallelujah. He will call you into a meeting. And that is what happened to Eli. When he was not, when his children, his sons were misusing their position as children of, pastor's children in the temple and sleeping with the young ladies who would come to the temple, they were abusing them. And Eli spoke lightly of it. You know, so children, this thing that you are doing is not good, oh, stop it all. Don't do it all. God doesn't like things like that, though. <laughs> Isn't it how he? One of the children, I don't remember which one, he asked me, why is it that when we speak, we always add O? <laughs> he asked me, he said, everything we say, we add O. And in fact, some people have picked it, some people from other places. He calls me, he said, Reverend, it's not easy, O. He said, hey. <laughs> The people have affected you with this thing. You see, so God was not pleased with Eli, the way he handled it. And so God saw that Eli honored his children more than God. And that is why he said, he made this promise. He says, I am the one who said, indeed, that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now he said, be ye far from me. Be ye far from me. Why? 
Because them that honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Amen. God treats honor with such importance. Hallelujah. He treats honor with such importance. Number two, honor Jesus and it will give life to your relationship with him. Honor Jesus and it will give life to your relationship with him. Matthew 10 and verse 10, it says, He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Hallelujah. Honoring Jesus is very important. Jesus is very concerned about how you treat him. If you honor Jesus, you will be blessed greatly. Now, how do we honor Christ? How do we say that we are honoring Christ? Do you see Jesus? You don't see him. So, how do we honor Christ? How do we say that we honor him? Or we just say, it, Lord, we honor you, or we sing. No. The Bible teaches us exactly how we can honor Jesus Christ. So, A, it says, if you honor a man who is sent by Jesus, you are honoring Jesus. If you despise a man sent by Jesus, you are despising Jesus who sent him. That is how you say you are honoring Jesus. When I send someone to you, sometimes you don't have any value for the person. But the person is coming in my name. Sometimes the person is younger than you, much younger than you, and is coming to ask you to do something on my behalf. And normally that person cannot instruct you, a grown person, to do certain things. But the person comes in my name that Reverend sent me to ask you to do this. And that you have, you just, except that you also have no honor for me. And then you say, oh, clear off. So when you say clear off to that person, who are you saying clear off to? I'm saying clear off, Reverend. Are you listening? So Luke 10, 16, he says, He that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despiseth you, despiseth me. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. So do you see how far it goes? It goes all the way to you despising God. And sometimes you are not even aware. Amen. B, if you honor Christians, you are honoring Jesus. If you honor Christians, the people that Christ died for, the people who have received salvation, if you honor them, you are honoring Jesus himself. Say amen. He says, whatever you do to the least of the brethren, you are doing it to Jesus himself. Matthew 25, verse 40. He says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto me, unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Amen. So when you do it to Jesus, he says you are doing it to him. So Saul, for instance, Paul, who was once Saul, was shocked to find out this stunning reality when he was on the road to Damascus. 
Whatever honor you give to the least of the brethren, you are giving it to Jesus. Whatever despisement or persecution or dishonor that you give to the least of his brethren, you are giving it to Jesus. So when Saul was persecuting the church, Jesus took it personally. He took it personally. And he reacted against Saul. He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 3. Acts chapter 9 and verse 3. We are reading a lot of scriptures. So just flow. Acts chapter 9 and verse 3 says, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shine ran about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth. And heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? You see, you'll be shocked. When you gather somewhere and you are talking about a man of God, you'll be shocked what you can see in your dream. You'll be shocked what you can see in your life. You'll be shocked what you can see or experience at your job. You'll be shocked what you can experience in your marriage or amongst your children. Are you listening to me? Sometimes, you see, when certain things are happening to us, we don't even reflect. We don't even reflect that it is probably a reaction. A reaction of some Things that you have said or things that you have done. Amen. That is why you are being taught these things. He says, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Hallelujah. So Saul was shocked. He thought he was just persecuting these people, rugged, rude people who have risen up and called themselves the faith. But he was persecuting Jesus. Hallelujah. So we can honor Jesus by honoring the messengers that he sends, honoring the people that he died for, people who cherish his blood, people who have value for his blood. That is why you have to be careful when you are talking about a fellow Christian. You have to be careful. When you are dealing with another Christian, you have to be very careful. Amen. Number three, honor the Holy Spirit and it will give life to your relationship with him. Honor the Holy Spirit and it will give life to your relationship with him. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29. Hebrews 10 and verse 29. He says, of how much sorrow punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy of how much sorrow punishment do you think or suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath 
trodden underfoot of the Son of God and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and unholy thing and had done despite unto the spirit of grace. He says, what, what type of punishment? How much sorrow punishment? What kind of punishment do you suppose is worthy for someone like that? Someone who has done despite of the spirit of grace. To do despite means to do an outrageous thing. To do injury to the spirit of grace. Amen. He says, how much do you think, what is the worth of the punishment that's supposed to be given to, and otherwise, someone who does not honor the Holy Spirit? Amen. So when you dishonor the Holy Spirit, you are worthy of sore punishment. Learn to give honor to the Holy Spirit. Those who do not respect the Spirit live to regret it. The Holy Spirit requires great respect. Amen. When God anoints, places his anointing on a messenger, you ought to give respect to that presence. You ought to honor that messenger. It may even be your classmate. It may be your cousin. It may be your brother. It may be your son. It may be younger, much, much younger than you. But when God places his anointing upon such a person, you must honor such a person. You must honor. Amen. I tell you, God is very particular about honor. God is very particular about honor. And you fall under the rage of God if you dishonor. Hallelujah. Learn to honor the anointing. Learn to honor the Holy Spirit. Those who honor the Holy Spirit develop a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. You will never be anointed if you don't have value for the anointing. You will not be anointed. Someone like David had great respect for the anointing. He had great honor for anyone who was anointed. And in the scriptures we saw in many occasions when Saul was chasing after him, Saul was trying to kill him in the wilderness. There were many occasions that were presented to David, but each of the occasions, he will refer to the anointing that was upon Saul, and he says, I can't touch him. I cannot touch him. I cannot touch him. He says, seeing he's the anointed of the Lord, I cannot touch him. And then another occasion, in First Samuel 24, 10, he says, for he's the, he's the Lord's anointed. Then First Samuel 26, verse 9, he says, Lord, he says, and David said to Abishai, destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And many people are not afraid to stretch forth their hand against the Lord's anointed. It's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing to gather at your home, to gather with your husband, with your wife, with your friends, and talk about the Lord's anointed. In an unpleasant way. It's a dangerous thing. You, it's never your place. I tell you. It's never your place. When Miriam and Aaron spoke. 
when they spoke against Moses, the Bible says, and the Lord heard it. Of all conversations that they may have had, that it was pointed out that the Lord heard it. Beloved, deliver yourself. Deliver yourself. Sometimes you don't, you don't even understand certain things that are happening to you. That is because of some things that you have said or certain things that you have done. Have reverence for holy things. Have respect for holy things. Respect for the church. Respect for the ministers. Respect for people who do the work of God. Respect for people who sacrifice for the church work to go on. Have respect for such people. I tell you, sometimes yourself comes and you lambast people. People who are sacrificing, they are not getting paid. They just, for the love of God, they are doing certain things. And they fall into your trap and you lambast them. You dress them properly. It's not a good thing. It doesn't bring blessing into your life. Are you listening to me? Yeah. The next one. Honor your prophet. And it will give life to your relationship with your prophet. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 4. He says, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country. Do you understand? A prophet is not without honor as a double negative. It's like taking the LCI exam. You know, double negative. A prophet is not without honor means a prophet has honor. Are you listening to me? I believe sometimes the King James, they want to make it such as scholars because those days scholars were the ones that were supposed to read the Bible. So he says, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. You see, the way other people who are not in UD value the prophet the way they see him, when he arrives at an airport where he's going to have crusade, almost the whole town, the whole city, gather to receive him. Are you listening? You see, but when something comes to you so closely, you know, sometimes children, you can cook your nice meal and they don't want it. And they want something like McDonald's, Burger King, greasy, nasty food like that. And you've, you have something precious laid before them. And then when another child comes to the house, they look at the child, the way the person is enjoying the thing, they are surprised. Ah, what is it? Is that you like? Sometimes even juice, that's you buy juice, it's lying there. They don't like it. They spill it. They don't. And then another child comes in the house. And then it goes one, second, two, three, four. Is it? Ah! And then they start fighting it. I think the thing must be good. And we are like that. Are you listening? We have such a precious gift in our midst. Such precious gift. 
come to think about it, he says, no man can do these things except God be with him. No man, no man can do these things. It's impossible. Look at the cathedrals worldwide. Cathedrals, churches, worldwide. Look at this preparation that they are making for the next phase of the crusade. Millions of dollars. Having the need for a whole ship to carry these things across to Madagascar and other places like that. No man can do these things except God be with him. And look at where the church started. Where the place where the church started. The, the, the headquarters of the church. Who will regard such a thing? Except that the hand of God is upon a thing. It says that it's like... Amen. That is why my heart is in it. My heart is in it. Hallelujah. Yes. May the Lord open our eyes to see. He says, and among his own kin and in his own house, and he could there do no mighty work. He could there do no mighty work. He said, a prophet is not without honor. A prophet has honor. But when it comes to his own country, when it comes among his own kin, when it comes in his own house, there he could do no mighty works because that is a place where he seems to have no honor. Save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folks and healed them. So when the prophets, when prophets are honored, the anointing upon them comes alive. Jesus, a mighty prophet, could not do any mighty work simply because he was not honored by the people of Nazareth. There are many people who are sent unto you or into your life as prophets. Prophets that are honored do mighty works. Great prophets do minor works when they are not honored. Great prophets. They are great, Jesse, but they can't do mighty works. Not that there is no anointing upon their lives, but the anointing, it flows when it's on it. It flows when it's on it. No one has the anointing in their pocket and they just take it anytime they want and then they give it like that. Are you listening? No one has it like that. Anyone who claims to have it like that, it's never so. But the anointing, it comes when the people that have gathered have the honor for it and they want it and they yearn for it that is why in the crusades you see wonderful miracles wonderful miracles but when you come to your own people they look at you like this okay okay do it let's see okay do it let's see that is what Jesus' brothers told him Are you listening? Number five, honor fathers and it will give life to your relationship with fathers. See, honor is very important. In certain relationships, they are critical. They are critical. Say critical. Ephesians 6 and verse 2, it says, honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee 
and thou mayest live long on the earth. This type of relationship, Anna is critical. Anna is critical. He says, Anna, your father and mother. Your father and your mother deserve Anna. Period. No condition discussed. Period. They deserve honor. They deserve to be honored. God is giving a commandment. He says, honor your father, honor your mother. It is the first commandment that God gives and attaches a promise to it. That if you fulfill this promise, if you fulfill this commandment, then the promise is that it will be well with you. Life will be well with you. Amen. Thou mayest live long. Hallelujah. Some of you have no honor for parents. You have no honor for parents. Your parents tell you things. You have no honor for what they say. Because you have a little more education than your parents, you think that you know too much. And their words don't mean anything to you. Are you listening to me? But it doesn't matter how much education you have. It is expected of you as a son or as a daughter to honor your father and honor your mother. God in his own special wisdom has attached your long life to this honor. God has attached your success that you are going to live well, that you are going to own a house, that you are going to have a family, you and your wife or your, your, your husband and your children, to live well and prosper. God has attached it to your honor for parents. So you, you, it, it leaves you no choice, no matter who they are. Your parents can be alcoholics. They may be, not, they may be irresponsible. They didn't take care of you. Are you listening to me? You see, that is where we miss it. And we justify why we shouldn't honor such a person. But you realize that God did not give any condition about parents, the kind of parents we ought to honor. The simple word was that, father and mother. Father and mother. And if you don't understand this, if you don't understand this, and you don't place value on the word of God and obey it, you realize that your life becomes confused and all kinds of things. You experience certain challenges and difficulties. And I have realized that the, the kind of difficulty and challenge that comes with these things, you realize that no man can help you. No man can help you. No one can help you. I'm telling you. Situations that no one can help you except God. Are you listening? So the person who raises you up, the person who teaches you, the person who feeds you may become a father to you. Many people stand in the place of a father when they minister to you. Honoring them is important because they are truly fathers to you. Giving honor to a father invokes the promise of a good life and a long life. Put your hands together for the Lord. God is very wise. Very wise. Honor your pastor 
and it will give life to your relationship with your pastor. Say amen. First Timothy 5.17 Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Amen. It is easy to ignore what a pastor does for you. How many of you agree with me? That it is easy to ignore what a pastor does for you. Many people take pastors for granted. Many people. Say, not me. But many people take pastors for granted. They have no regard for the pastor's time, no regard for the pastor's energy, no regard for the pastor's sacrifice. Many people, no regard. They feel it's the pastor's obligation to do whatever they have to do for them. And so they have no regard for it. It's not a good thing. Hebrews 13 and verse 17, it says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Obey them. Say, obey them. It says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Wow. That is unprofitable for you. When your pastors are doing something for you out of grief, it's unprofitable for you. And there are people who don't obey their pastors. They don't obey the things that the pastor says. They don't listen. They do their own thing. They don't have any regard for the word of God that the pastor preaches. No regard. Amen. Amen. And when they get into the very trouble about which you are preaching, the same thing that you are talking about, they go and then they get into trouble with them, then they come back to you. Amen. They have no regard, no obedience, no regard for the word of God. Some people think that the church is there whenever they need it. They think that the church must be the church is there whenever they need it are you listening whenever they need something that is when they need a church it's not a good thing some people don't contribute anything to the church nothing zero nothing not even their presence but they want the church to do everything for them say everything everything they want the church to be there whenever they need a church. But that is going to stop. It ought to stop. Many people are not committed. They are not committed financially to the church. Many people don't pay tight. You don't pay tight, but you want the church to do everything for you. Right now, if you are to have a wedding, you want the church to use this place for your wedding. But you don't pay tight. You want the pastor to stop work and drive and come to Far rock away. Very far. For your wedding. But you don't pay tight. You are not committed to the church. You are having a wedding. You want bridal shower. You want um, whatever shower. The single man shower. The 
all kinds of things. And these people, when the church doesn't do it, they are the loudest. Loudest. And they are not committed in any way. It's going to stop. I'm going to tell them, if somebody, I have the list of people who pay tithe. Every man is sent to me. If you don't pay tithe, no baby shower, wedding shower, commodia shower, marriage shower, and single women and single men shower, all kinds of things. It's not happening. It's not proper. I think it's not proper. It's just not fair. It's not fair. You have to have some commitment. You have to have some commitment. Hey, Reverend, hey, is that how the church is coming now? Go to Roman. You're Roman. You, you will die. They will not even bury you because you are not a tight payer. You will see. Apostle, isn't that so? It's what I'm saying fair. If you think it's fair, give me a wave. Except that. Ah. And please don't make any noise. Don't make any noise about these things. It's too much. Sometimes people take advantage. No honor for the church. That is why people don't have respect. Are you listening? You sacrifice your time, especially you all these marriage school people. Sacrifice your time teaching them, your time teaching them, ministering to them, preparing them for their great marriages. And then they even come and insult you. Yes. They come and insult you. In addition, you can't even acknowledge, even with a card to say that, thank you for all the sacrifice. But you come and insult the pastor. People have no honor. And honor, God looks at it. When honor is missing, God's eyes are on it. You see that then your children will also not honor you. You'll be amazed. Are you listening? Yeah. So the pastor is someone who has been sent to you, into your life to watch over you and shepherd you to eternity. You must honor those who are sent to you. If you honor someone who is sent to you, you are honoring the father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. You are honoring the father who is in heaven. John 5, 23 is it? that all men should honor the son even as they honor the father he that honoreth not the son honoreth not the father which hath sent him honor is very important amen honor is very important so learn to honor and don't reward good with evil Proverbs 17 and verse 13, it says, Whoso rewarded evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. It's not a good thing to fall into a scripture like that. Never fulfill this scripture. That some good has been done to you, and then you reward. Sometimes the church does some good for some people, and then they reward the church with evil. Are you listening to me? Yesterday, was it yesterday? Meeting after meeting, meeting after meeting, meeting after meeting. This, you gather these people on video conference, gather these people, you finish, gather these people, gather these, as soon as you finish these people, and then people don't value these things. As if the pastor has nothing to do with his life. 
Do you know that pastors also have things that they want to also do? So honor your pastors. Honor your pastors. Honor is important to prevent ingratitude and forgetfulness. God does not like people who forget things that have been done for them. It's not a good thing to be forgetful. Christians tend to be forgetful easily. Christians tend to forget the good that has been done for them. So quickly, it's not a good thing. Amen. So learn. Learn these things. And you will be blessed. There are great blessings in being grateful. There are great blessings. You number the blessings. You count your blessings. And you give thanks. You acknowledge them. And then God adds more. God adds more. Hallelujah. says, when you are ungrateful and forgetful about what your pastor has done for you, you place yourself in spiritual danger. It's not a good thing. And the last one, honor your husband and it will give life to your marriage relationship. Honor your husband and it will give life to your marriage relationship. When Vashti did not give honor to her husband, the king, the relationship with her husband came to an end. Indeed, there are certain relationships that require respect and honor. Honor gives life to the marriage relationship. Once the level of honor drops, the quality of marriage life correspondingly fails. Amen or falls. Esther chapter 1 and verse 17. Last scripture for the day. Esther chapter 1 and verse 17. Zoom people, are you listening? Are you learning something? Esther chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes, when it shall be reported the king Ahasuerus commanded Vashti, the queen, to be brought in before him, but she came not. She dishonored her husband in the presence of dignitaries. It's, it does not build the marriage relationship. Honor destroys all kinds of relationship when you dishonor people. When you dishonor someone who is due honor, you destroy the relationship. People feel they are due the honor. Did you hear the scripture? It says you give honor to whom honor is due. That means that people expect the honor. They know that you owe them honor. Are you listening to me? Listen very carefully. Anyone that you ought to honor, the person feels that he's due what you owe. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. The husband feels that you are due him honor. God feels that you owe him honor. You owe. You owe honor. Are you listening? You owe honor. Your father feels that you owe honor. Your mother feels that you owe honor. And when someone you owe someone and you don't pay, it doesn't sit right. It doesn't make the person happy. 
Are you listening? When someone owes you and the person doesn't pay, how do you feel? Somebody has borrowed your blouse and he says, I'm just using it for this occasion. And then you see the next occasion, the person is wearing it. And the next occasion, the person is wearing it. And you need your blouse back. Are you happy with the person? You feel that you owe me giving me my blouse back. That is how you feel. When someone owes you honor, you look with amazement. How? How can you not give me my honor that you owe me? That is how God sees us when we don't honor him. So he says, honor the Lord with your substance. God knows what he has given you. God knows how much he has given you. He knows how much he has blessed you. And then he looks at you with the meager, how can you not come and bless me? Do you know how I, how I made you get that job? Do you know even how I made you rise up this morning? Do you know how, what would have happened on the highway when you were driving? How could you not honor me today? How could you withhold it from me? Do you know what went ahead? Did you see the angels that went ahead of you? You can't see. May the Lord open our eyes to see that we can honor. And take honor with such pressure, with such value, that we will feel pressure to honor. That we owe. When you owe, I mean many of you, when you owe, you don't feel right. When you know that you owe this money, you don't feel right. When you owe your landlord, you see him, you don't want to face your landlord. You don't want, you dodge. Are you listening? When we owe God, that is how it should feel to us. When you don't pay your tithe, that is how it should feel to you. He says, honor me with your substance. He says, if I were hungry, you are not the one that I will come. How much do you make? He said, if I were hungry, you're not the one that I will come to. So, Anna is not because the person lacks. Hallelujah. This is all time will allow us. I think our time is about. Put your hands together for the... Give your life to Christ. Lift up your hand and repeat this prayer with me and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I believe with my heart. I believe in my heart. That you are the son of God. That you are the son of God. That you died for my sins. That you died for my sins. That you rose again on the third day. That you rose again on the third day. This afternoon. This afternoon. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Sean. believe you have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you